Realms of peril and glory will begin after these short messages. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. We'd like to thank our patrons, Nika, Tara Torres, and Lost with Two Faces, for their support in making this series possible. If you'd like to join them and get ad-free listening, bonus shows, and a lot more, then head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic. Welcome to Realms of Peril and Glory. I'm Maddie Searle and I will be your Game Master slash Strife player today and we'll be playing Agon, which is a fast-paced TTRPG set in ancient Greece and it's designed by John Harper and Sean Nittner. Today I will be playing with three fabulous players and we'll start off with James Barbarossa. Hi, I'm James Barbarossa and I will be playing Kante, the clear-voiced uh, honoured god Dionysus, a bard, um, not the biggest fighter in the world, but pretty good at making a deadly distraction and getting hit in the chest by necrotic energy, as we found out. Very fair. And head Leonites. Hello, I will be playing strong-limbed Himbercules, Stormbringer, the disarming Himbercules, as he was named after last episode. <laughs> Very nice. Fabulous. And Ella Watts. Hello, yes, I'm Ella Watts, and I will be playing Many-Wade Calliope, uh, whose pronouns are he, she, they, because they are Many-Wade in many ways. Uh, mm. Scion of Demetrius, whose honor god is Hermes, uh, death-bringing, harpy, feather-cloak-wearing, uh, generally rogue, emo, MCR kid. Fabulous. But ancient Greek. Yes. Um, so last we left off, um, Calliope managed to fend off a sea monster called the Scolopendra by luring its away with Kante's roast chicken. And soon afterwards, you arrived at the island of Akros, which was stuck in perpetual twilight. Uh, you encountered a swarm of lost shades and a house blocked off by a veil of blue flame. And Calliope managed to get you all safely onto the roof and into the house via a tree, a rope, and a skylight. And once inside, you navigated the changing and shifting corridors to find the nymph Orphne, who had been trapped in the house by the terrible necromancer Erastos. Uh, Erastos had used Orphne's torch against her and descended into the underworld, trying to bring his family back from the dead and gain immortality, as you do. Um, you managed to lure Erastos back to this plane by conducting a sort of audio drama imitating his family. <laughs> and um, although Kante was unfortunately injured in the process, um, Hibokules managed to avenge them and you all defeated your terrible foe. And with Orphne's help, he sent all the shades back home to the underworld and Orphne and Calliope shared a tender moment before she returned to her duty. Now you are back on your ship um, and your cowardly but so far loyal sailors are also with you manning the oars. The sky is steel grey and looks like it could rain at any moment but the sea is fortunately calm. Um, so what are you doing at this precise moment? I think Kante is... Kante is probably practicing his uh, Akaros song while handing out sandwiches to all of the sailors. Excellent. Just to try them, cheer them up a bit. 
<laughs> yeah, they probably need a bit of a pick-me-up. Um, what is Calliope doing? Uh, Calliope is sharpening her knives. Um, this is like her way of, of, of sort of chilling out. She she just really, and she's one of those people, like she has the two main blades that she fights with, but she also just has an unreasonable amount of like small to large knives at, a, across her body, like strapped in improbable places. Like, you know, it's the kind of thing where like, if someone was like, you need to leave your weapons at the door and there was like a sort of ancient Greek magical metal detector, she would have to like keep taking like stuff like out. Like, um, so yeah, so she's, she's sharpening her wide collection of knives and taking kind of a rare break lovely and what is Himbokules doing? Standing up high and, and watching down as his merry crew will become gradually merrier and um, watching their spirits be lifted watching the, the oars be be, be roan and um, yeah thinking about what's what's to come he's probably thinking about home and thinking about um, maybe maybe wondering how much longer we have of this journey and coincidentally, there are a couple of sailors who are standing a bit back from the crowd that's surrounding Kante and who are having a discussion. And from your vantage point, you can hear them faintly in the distance. And they're saying that and they're also getting quite heated. Um, one of them says to the other, we're, we're never going to get home. We're never going to get home. We're going to be stuck in this mist forever. It's just fucking terrible. And the other one says, no, the, no, the heroes, they'll get us home safe. They're, they've got us through so far. And the other one Rejoinder is saying, don't be so naive. We should have arrived at Crete days ago. It's like, it doesn't take this long to get from the war to Crete. And there's still no sign and only mist. So I think I think the gods have forsaken us. And as the people who are munching on their sandwiches uh, start to hear this conversation, they start muttering amongst themselves, kind of trying to work oh. out if they uh, if they agree with this uh, rather um, rather forward member of the crew. Well, I can see these sandwiches haven't worked. Uh, maybe I shan't bother in the future. <laughs> if we're all going to be negative about it. So would anyone like to do anything to combat this uh, this swathe of negativity that is... Um... Yeah, I, th- I think um, Himbercules strides down. Like, now, now, what, what is all this pessimism I hear here? What, what, what is going on? Well, we, we should have got to create ages ago, but we're still not... But there's no sign of it and there's only mist as far as the eye can see how, how are you going to get us back home well the gods are lighting our way with the stars and every time we please them we get that little bit closer to home and yes we're not gone in a straight line the gods have weird and twisting paths laid out for us and yeah we, we're, we're very much much closer than we were I'm sure about it I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm 90% I'm 80% sure I'm actually who's our navigator <laughs> Could you please give me a roll to see if you can persuade the the sailors, and um, you can choose which domain, and if you can justify the domain, then um, we can go for that. Well, I've got a, a a d. Well, it depends. I guess it depends on what you're using. Depending on what you're using, I will either give you a domain die, or you can call an abundant. I'll give you a name die. And also, before we go any further, I should have let you know the uh, target number, and it is two, so it's very unlikely that you'll lose this one. If you're using two dice, you'll succeed. (laughs) Do they plus up, or is it the the highest one? You add the two highest. So even if you roll a one on all of them? I'll I'll support you for the glory. Yeah, um, yeah. (laughs) I will also support you for the glory. I see. see. Oh wait, the the glory that you get is just the the target number, so you can't boost boost the. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, sorry, but I but mean she just we gets get glory one for glory oh. for helping, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And if I had been rolling in the contest, I would have got half, which would also have been one glory. But if I support, then I get one glory and I get one bond just for giving you an extra d6, which is academic, but good for me. Nice, so yeah. I'll give you a d6. <laughs> um, Go for it. She's gaming the system. She's grinding for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, Calliope really cares about you. I bonded with you in the Argon admin, and Aristides is on your shoulder, and you still haven't been robbed. So you know that that's, was a very good support. Argon admin. I, and I'm the bard. It's my job to support. <laughs> okay, I will roll four d6s to try and get a two. Um, let's see. Will he make goes. it? Oh, so tense. Attention. So tense. That is uh, two. Four zeros. Bad luck, buddy. Two highest. <laughs> Two highest makes ten Fabulous. as a six and a four. Alright, so you've got two glory um, under your belt, and uh, the sailors do manage to 
that that particular noisy sailor who was causing some mischief uh, manages to calm down and say, "Oh, oh, um, I didn't realize about the the, the constellations. That that make, makes sense actually." Okay, and this starts eating the sandwich again, <laughs> and um, sheepishly. Yeah, just sort of. I put time into that. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Thank you, Kante. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, what is our alternative? We conti- We either continue on, or what? You want to give up and cast ourselves into the ocean? All we can do is continue on and. Maybe we will find home, and maybe we won't, but we have no other options. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Okay. And uh, sort of feeling very, like, you can see the, the flush in the sailor's cheeks as he kind of shuffles off with his sandwich and he goes below deck to sulk. Everyone's looking at you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's <laughs> head just turned and watches him as he goes below deck. And, and one of his, ma- his one of his friends just yells out, "I guess I'm taking over your spot with the oars, then, mate." <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Why are you sulking away? We have rowing to do. He's just he's just not listening. And all the rest are eating sandwiches while rowing, so it feels like a <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a bit more of a chill. It's morning. a working lunch. Yeah. Terrible for digestion. Like yeah. honestly, yeah. this is we don't That's have true. good toilets. Like I don't <laughs> should we be doing this? <laughs> yeah, the peristalsis is still going to be messed up. And uh, as you continue on um, snacking as you go, you eventually see the mist start to recede again, and you surmise that you are approaching another island. Um, and you see these towering walls of black obsidian rising out of the water. It doesn't look like a traditional oh. island that you've ever seen. And as you get closer, um, all you can see are these walls that stretch for miles and miles. And in the very center is a single channel that is wide enough for your ship to go through, just going deeper and deeper into these black obsidian walls. Aristides, on seeing this, like leaves him Hercules' shoulder and flies down below deck to go get Calliope. Cool. Um... You know, obsidian really isn't as strong as the plays would have you believe. It's essentially just sooty glass. <laughs> I'm not sure everybody why everybody thinks it's so dramatic to build walls out of it. Uh, look, looks imposing, I guess. I mean, we've all built sandcastles. What are you? <laughs> what are you think you're special? You want a medal? <laughs> Bit of squid ink, sandcastle, mm-hmm. job done. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt this island will take us. One step closer on our journey to Crete. I'm clearly civilized. There's walls. Well, walls are good. I mean, I've never met an uncivilized man with a wall. You've never <laughs> met an uncivilized man with a wall. What about enemy? What about enemy kings? You literally were just in a very long war. <laughs> I, none of those people had walls with them. The none of them had walls. Okay, well, like then the wall what in the so hell long. were we fighting? That's what I'd like to know. Yeah. You're just like, oh, you're standing in that field over there. Oh, well, I can't go over to that field till I've given my life to cross the non-enforced boundary. That's just like, oh, man. Okay. Um, Calliope comes up from below decks looking like she's just had a fucking spa day, um, sticking like a couple of tiny little daggers into her braid um, because I think it's really cool when people have knives in their hair. Calliope, I've I've always been saying that you need to do some more, take some more self-care days. Yeah, I was sharpening my knives all morning, and it has been such a nice way to start the day. Um, what the fuck is that? Big old sandcastle, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A massive, foreboding, looming sandcastle. We've decided to head towards it. We have? Mm-hmm. Wait, Himbocules? Why are we... Straight why? down the middle. But okay, I have but a why? good feeling about it. Okay, but you didn't. Your lucky bird isn't here. I just. Oh, I feel could we like not I don't just even. Sail around the Death Island for once. It's all. I'm... The gods must be showing us something. Otherwise, why would they have brought us here? Calliope, I... we already established that if we ignore the islands, we will we will get cursed by the gods. And we have we have potential mutineers showing up. I, I reckon we could be really close to home. I think maybe this one 
This one could do us. We could yeah, get there. Yeah, that's probably Creep right reflection. there. That's not Creep. What? I've, well, they might have invested have in infrastructure. They might have invested in infrastructure while we were away. Okay, first of all, Crete just as a landmass is significantly bigger than this island, and I am really questioning whether or not you ever well, actually have the rest been to of it, The rest of it might be behind the walls. <laughs> What? Like, it's just so narrow that we're just looking at, like, one just end long of and the line. They're <laughs> very big walls. Well, may- maybe they've reclaimed ground. So th- this is actually before where Crete traditionally started. And it just goes out like a cone, like a little triangle. It's a trip of, trick of perspective. It's we'll a only welcoming know. wall. It is. It's like they've put up a nice banner. A, a sheer black banner, <laughs> featureless of in every death. way. Of death. The sign that the gods are giving us is death. Well, fine. Okay, Himbocules, if you want to go there, then let's go there. I trust your leadership. We we saw a portal to the underworld yesterday, so <laughs> I feel like... Yeah, but uh, this... you know, there was also a really pretty lady, so I feel like and that cancelled so out. And we go into be this... pretty ladies in there. You pretty don't ladies, know. Pretty men, that pretty, is true, and I do like people. goth. I do like goth women. It's true. There we are. It's probably fine. You're a goth. You should love this. I well, yeah. I mean, I listen. I like the aesthetic. I don't right. like the like certain death trap. Well, thing. that well, is I've, very judgy. I've heard Divine. you. I've heard As you a humming. goth yourself, do you consider yourself a certain death trap? Yes. Bad example. Bad example. Bad example. I will admit, it's a bad example. What would what would your heroes of Myos alchemical romance think if they knew you weren't taking this opportunity? Myos. I mean, you're right. Maybe maybe if one of Kante's songs gets popular enough, they'll do a cover of it that'll be significantly more successful. And I mean, can you imagine Myos alchemical romance doing a song about me? Myos alchemical romances. (laughs) That would be so (laughs) hardcore. Okay, all right, all right, Himbocules, you've convinced me. Kante, you have made me doubt that I'm fine. (laughs) And doubt is the first step to trust. Is it? No. (laughs) (laughs) But now you doubt it, which is the first step to trust. And Hemvocules, as this conversation comes to an end, you suddenly feel hyper aware of everything around you. And it's as if everything is moving both in slow motion and fast motion at the same time. And your eyes focus, laser focus on a sailor um, throwing a, a moldy crust of, the, of one of his sandwiches over the, overboard. Um, and you're... you're Something then you tells you that this is a sign from the gods. It like if anyone else looks at it, it would just be oh there's, there's a bit of a mold on my sandwich I'm throwing overboard. But you just know that it's a sign from the gods. And then also um, one of the sailors' um, cloaks is a black cloak um, gets ripped off uh, his shoulders and gets caught in the rigging and is flapping there. And you, it gives you the distinct impression of being a mourning cloth. Um, so and then suddenly everything goes back to normal and everything is moving normally there's no fast motion there's no slow motion and you get the distinct sense that the gods have just tried to tell you something hmm that was funny Kante what was in that sandwich I don't make mouldy sandwiches I don't know where you got that bread from that was not me what I want to know is where they chicken sandwiches no you threw the chicken away (laughs) there wasn't any chicken on Akaros (laughs) Yeah, good point. <laughs> Sorry. Hmm. I'm, get, I'm feeling a sense of decay and mourning. What could this be a sign of? You, you, you learned, you, my most learned bard. Do you have any suggestions? Where are you getting the sign of decay and, and mourning from? Well, you see, I just saw a mouldy sandwich and a flappy bit of black cloth and knew that that was the gods talking to me. Right. Well... Could it just be a sandwich and some black cloth? I, I don't mean, I don't want to be <laughs> that you know, guy. I don't want You're to be that, that guy. guy. But could it possibly guy. be just a cloak? I mean, was it just those other signs on the other islands? No, I mean, we recently so we recently encountered Lord Hades, morning cloth that does feel the most obvious connection, right? Uh, but 
the moldy bread, all I can think is like maybe unhappy Demeter. Like Demeter is the goddess of, of, of crops and harvest. Wheat food is kind of the connection I'm going with. I was uh, reading recently about uh, staple crops and, and, you know, wheat wheat and Demeter go together. But, but molding bread would suggest she's unhappy if it's Demeter or it could just all be to do with Lord Hades um, that's all I perhaps, can think the, perhaps the kingdom here is in decline and they're mourning its decline or perhaps somebody died and that is what is leading the kingdom to be in decline or there's something rotten in the heart of this labyrinth causing death there's usually something rotten in the heart of most of the places we go causing death <laughs> that's true but imagine you can never escape. Probably a lot of corpses that never get found or tidied up. Well, only one way to find out. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and it, indeed, as you get closer and closer to this singular channel that is uh, that is opening up in the walls towering above you, you start to see... Um, well, first, I think the smell hits you first. It's a fetid, stinking smell. And then as you get even closer, you start to see bones and corpses of animals and possible corpses of people as well, just floating in the water of the of these channels. Okay. Um, this area needs dredging. And... This area needs to burn some incense. Calliope looks up and up and up at Himbocules and then down to Kante and is like, okay, so I just want to say, I want to say to both of you, I mm. said, I just, I just want to, I'm not going to say it, but I'm just saying, you know. Decay, death. And that's it. Also, Himbocules, you're wonderful and I, I trust your leadership. Every time that Calliope says this, like her face does a thing. <laughs> Perhaps there's some sort of aura of decay that is causing all of these creatures to rot and causing the bread that I know was perfectly good to be go moldy. I mean, let's be honest, Kante, no one's hiring you as a chef. Himbocules, I will be standing behind you if that's okay. You're just, it's not, but you're very big. Um, it's true. I only have the ingredients I have. <laughs> um, can I... Can I look into the? Uh, can I can I pick up a sandwich? Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's one laying around. Oh yes, I have a sandwich here. Boy. Thank you. Can I? If, if I look at it, is there any? Like I, I pull off a crust. Is there any signs of decay on it? No, it just looks perfectly ordinary. Looks perfectly good. Well, this sandwich is cl- clearly now. Now that we're onto them, uh, <laughs> this has been. Bread goes moldy sometimes. I don't make the bread. I just make sandwiches with the bread, okay? The mold conspiracy. It was very nice of you. I, I mean, usually it's Chefocles' job, but... This is the last time. This is the last time. It's not appreciated. I can tell. Not appreciated. And yeah, the first hint of real work you've done on board the ship, Kante, and uh, you, uh... I... You duffed it. I keep up morale. Calliope. <laughs> <laughs> And Calliope, I think you will be the first person to notice this, but there is a a strange ethereal song beginning to echo through the channels of this strange place. And you suspect that it's coming from the very centre of whatever this place is. And as you... Kante's going to try and harmonise. Nice. No, we all need wax in our ears right now. We need wax in our ears right now. Calliope just fucking, like, is... Okay, okay, I have heard a poem about this. Like, I don't know if you... uh, We need candle wax. And she immediately, like, goes downstairs, grabs some candles, which I assume we have, because, you know... And and, and just, like, comes back up and starts, like, making candle wax earplugs for Himbocules. Calliope, what's the problem? Okay, so have you ever heard about sirens? Oh. Because um, I'm going to say... <clears throat> sorry, yes. That, that bell that the, uh, the, the the sergeant rings when he comes to round up the naughty troops. It's like, ding, 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 ding. The naughty troops. No. The naughty troops. Ding, um, ding, ding. It's the cart before ding, ding. the horse, Simbo. 
<laughs> um, no, this is uh, so. Uh, I don't know if 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 either of you have ever heard of uh, the hero uh, Odysseus, but there's a whole thing. Uh, sirens, beautiful songs. They blow you to your death, giving you promises of, of of wonder and beauty. And if we don't block our ears wonder right now, beauty. then people are going to start jumping off the ship into the water, and it might explain all the corpses. The only um, tale of sirens I know about is the hero Orpheus. And Kante is going to stop trying to play music louder than the sirens so that to drown out the singing of the uh, sirens. Calliope is going to give Boris like the earwax so that Boris can like shove it into Kante's ears <laughs> because they are clearly not paying. <laughs> I think after a few minutes while you're kind of bickering about how best to deal with this, you notice that no one is being affected by the song. So you surmise that you probably need to be closer um, in order to feel the effects. So you're safe for now, but yeah, having backup plans like wax and maybe singing louder are good to have. Mm. And another thing that you noticed is that there are scratches on the walls and you can't quite tell if they're in a pattern or if they're just random scratches, but that's kind of something that you've noticed out the corner of your eye. But as you go further down the this canal filled with corpses, you notice that the path of the channel branches off into three separate directions. And yeah, you're very much, this is this is now starting to look very much like a labyrinth. It's a sea labyrinth, that's so cool. Sorry, this is just LRB, like, yeah, that's really cool. Um, in character, Calliope's gonna look at Himbocules and gestures to the scratches on the walls. Himbocules, you're an experienced soldier. Would you say that those were made by a blade or a beast? Um, definite beast. Definite beast there, I'd say. So what do you think? Which way should we go? I don't know. And I've also never seen a beast that can steer a boat, so I'm very intrigued. (laughs) Um, can we... (laughs) You've um, seen several sea monsters on this journey. (laughs) Calliope, could Aristides perhaps give us a, for want of a better term, bird's eye view of the situation? I mean... I can, I've trained him enough that he can generally tell me if something, there's danger ahead, but he's not going to, I mean, he can't talk, unfortunately. Maybe one day. No, I know, but I mean, if you send him up and we go, do we go this way? He can be like, he, he can tell danger. us if he do we sees go something. this way? That's not danger. I mean, I can give it a go. He can normally tell me if he sees something immediately dangerous, so it's, it's worth a try, and I'm going to kind of like, kind of use the, like, backs of my knuckles to kind of like give Aristides a little bit of a scritch and then kind of launch him up into the air to take a look. Nice. I'm, I'm, Himbocules is thinking and he's, he's remembering another Greek tale of a, a great hero um, who once went into something that looked like it could be quite good and struggled to get out again. Uh, it was called Winnius Poo. <laughs> and, and, he remembers his mother telling it to him when he was young and thinks, if we go into this this here honey tree, we might get stuck. So we might get honey potted. We might even get honey potted. Um, hey, the day's still young. So I'm, I'm so thinking, uh, is there a way we could mark the way we've come so we know how to get back? Um, um, I think... We could possibly, like, could we t- tie some twine into the into the the cuts on the on the wall and then follow that it's probably going to be a long distance so we probably won't have enough to find Kante's brought some song sheets some paper for some for, for, for writing song on uh, Kante can take a uh, can can start marking down left turns and right turns yep that's a good point that's a good point um, and in actual fact I think Hercules has a bow and arrow as well um, so he may try and sink a, an arrow into the wall see if it sticks give me a blood and valor roll to see if you can get it stuck in the wall okay well strong armed Himbercules uses pulls the arrow back as far as it could possibly go so it's really got some oomph if you want um, an extra d8 um, then let me know I have rolled a 13 um, that was a 12 that you had to beat. Ooh, and I got a 13. 13, perfect. So you've got 12 glory. Nice. And the arrow sticks very um, solidly into the obsidian wall. 
Well, well, that's a lot of glory. And uh, this is why this is why I've had no glories because I'm not doing interesting things like this. <laughs> and Do it. and also, um, as you're trying to work out how to possibly mark the way that you've come, you notice that the mist of the ocean is creeping up behind you closer and closer and is now hugging the back of your vessel. So it's like the it's it's like the gods just don't want you to go back. They're just yeah, they're just like nope, nope, nobody, you have to go forward. Now that is arguably a good sign. Um because that means we're going the way that the gods want us to go. Right? You could put gold polish on a turd, couldn't you? I have done. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Calliope, I, I want to climb to the top of the mast as well and see, like, I, I know Aristides is, like, hopefully flying over the walls to have, like, a look, but I also want to see if I can see anything from the crow's nest. Um, I think, unfortunately, the walls are too tall for you to see beyond them, but, uh, yeah, they are ridiculously high. But you can give me a craft and reason role to see if you can communicate with um, Aristides enough that he'll be able to tell you through some kind of method of communication which way you need to go to navigate this maze. Alrighty. And if um, anyone else wants to do something else to help navigate the maze with a craft and reason contest, they are very welcome to do so as well. Um, I'm Yes, I'm going to be writing, I'm going to be marking down the map. So. Cool. Kante will be doing this. Nice. And I think every time we, we reach a corner, um, I'll try and sink an arrow in. Nice. Um, now I've got the hang of it. Um, I think I'll sink an arrow in every time we turn a corner. So if we come to a crossroads, we'll hopefully see an arrow one way and not the other. Fabulous. That's cool. So we'll be following the arrows like ye olde GPS. I, I love that. Um, <laughs> K- Kante, can I spend a bond on you to take a, um, to, to get a bolster, please? Certainly. Um, Thanks. So What's wait, your do name I... die? My name die is a D8. Wicked. And I was going to say, Himbocules, um, would you mind uh, just sort of helping me um, sort of orient this map I'm making and throw me a name dice? I can indeed. That's a D6. Fantastic. Okay, so I've many-wayed Calliope uh, will enter this contest. Kante Clearvoiced will enter this contest. Go on, Himbo. You've got to complete the try and Strong-limbed Himbercules will enter this contest. The number that you have to beat is a 12. I got a 16. Ooh. I rolled a 10 on my d10, which I've got for craft and reason, and a 6 on my um, epithet, which is a d6. Uh, that is a uh, 14. Wondrous. I only got a 10. Oh. I mean, Himbocules is Himbocules, so I feel like it makes sense for him to be doing really well on Blood and Valor and not as well in Craft and Reason. Yeah, that is true. Like, I feel like narratively that makes sense. Absolutely. So Himbocules gets one glory, Kante gets six glory, and Calliope gets 12 glory. And so Himbocules, um, what does it look like as you're trying to sink arrows into strategic positions to make sure that you know which way you've come from? Well, I think... Um, that first one may have been a bit lucky. Maybe it was a bit more. The walls were a bit more sea beaten. But as we get around the corner and it, things are a little less. Um, there's tides, but there's not like waves lapping, and the the walls are a little more solid. So um, I'm yeah. The, the arrows are bouncing off a lot more and um, not sinking in as much. Very fair. And Kante, um, how is how is your map going? Uh, well, it better be going damn well for a for a, a 14 um i'm going to be yes just sort of on the backs of uh of some unused parchment is that an ancient greek thing parchment we can um, call it parchment on some parchment i mean papyrus just for sure papyrus for sure on the backs of some papyrus i uh kante will be uh, just marking every sort of turn draw a very long sort of horizontal line at the bottom to indicate that that is the sea where we came from and then just every time we take a turn orienting that turn 
at the angle that we turn in relation to the ocean to try and build a map of what route we've taken so that we can go back uh, uh, via the same route if necessary. Excellent. And Calliope, how do you and Aristides manage to um, co- collaborate on working out how to navigate this maze? So I think that, you know, many weird Calliope honors Hermes got a travelers, so um, often goes to new places and tries to find uh, their way and not get lost and also avoid danger. And so I think that she and Aristides have been working on like a system for this for some time where like Aristides like she has like a bunch of different colored kind of like scraps of fabric um and Aristides picks the scrap of fabric and like one means like there's lots of people here one means this it seems very dangerous one means there are lots of goodies but normally Aristides like chooses food rather than treasure and that's the thing that they're working on and so I think that she's kind of chilling at the very top of the mast with like kind of the wind in his hair and he's like looking out and every now and then Aristides will like fly back um, from the mist over these like giant like black walls and kind of like rest on the on his arm and Calliope will like hold out the fabric and then Aristides will pick one and Calliope will like shout down like you know right is danger go left kind of thing Um, I don't think that Aristides is you know he's a falcon so he's not got human levels of intelligence but I think he can at least kind of have that animal instinct of like this place seems scary because there's a big monster or a fire or something like that is visibly scary I also wonder if it's a little bit like you know with the gods interfering and stuff maybe Aristides has a bit of that like you know how cats see ghosts in most fiction maybe Aristides has a little bit of like an inkling of the divine and so when he kind of feels like a god is angry or a god is like it's like you know a blighted place then he also kind of identifies that as danger and is trying to like lead us towards something that he thinks is like positive in a in a godly way yeah i think that makes sense definitely ah the good luck bird is here i knew i was right to come into this labyrinth (laughs) so um aristides manages to communicate with you telling you um which direction to go at each turning and you're not sure if it's going to bring you to the heart of Labyrinth. You're not sure if he's going to bring you just towards something more pleasant. But you are at least going in a direction, which is better than no direction at all. And you are continuing on this journey. And you start to get very, very bored of just seeing the same black walls on either side for, for ages and ages. And the same stinky corpses in the water. It's all very much looks like the same thing. It doesn't seem like there's any particular dangers around. It's just an endless series of corridors of water. And the day starts to turn into night. And then another day passes and another day passes and another day passes. And soon uh, weeks are passing. And you you start off with having plenty of rations. You You had sandwiches to start off with. Yes, this isn't ideal. But the rations are starting to run a bit low and people are getting a bit crotchety and starting to argue about who deserves the food and what what should be done with it and whether the leaders should take it so they can be strong and fight things or whether the sailors should take it so they can row away fast if there's something scary. I can last on wine (laughs) for a day or two. So, and because you have successfully um, managed to pass the check to navigate the labyrinth. You have a d10 advantage die, which you can use as you wish, however you want to deal with this ration situation. Do we as a group have it? Um, you as a group have a d10 advantage die, so I would like to propose a resolve and spirit contest to see if you can manage to work out what to do with the rations. None of us are very good at that. I mean, oh, is Calliope good at uh, resolving spirit? I, I, I'm, I'm not, but I was, I was thinking that I feel like Himbocules should take the role and, and take the D10 because, like, I feel like you know yes, the other possibly. side of Himbo, the other side from Beef, is kindness and good heart, yes. and resolving spirit feels like that kind of integrity, kindness, goodwill thing. Damn, I could go for some beef right now. If Calliope was trying to convince me of anything from the goodness of his heart, I would not believe him, but I would believe him, Hercules. Like, putting myself into the sailor's shoes, I feel like. I would not take Kante or Calliope. Like, I would just feel like they were selling me something or trying to trick me into something. Whereas with Hercules, I would genuinely believe. <laughs> They've all been swindled by both of you so many times, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and they haven't always known. Like, we've definitely got away with it a few times, but it's been long enough in the journey now that I think some of them know that they've been 
swindled by us. Like <laughs> they maybe. don't know how, but they know something's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good at keeping up morale. But yes, possibly the the prince should possibly do should possibly be doing this. Yes, I'm willing to admit that. Um, I mean, look at him. He has a manner of like a golden retriever. Not that those have been invented yet, but if they had been, I would say <laughs> that I would make that comparison. <laughs> no one can say no to him. Okay, so Imbocules is um, wandering around the ship. He's maybe sifting through piles of of parchment with left, right, left, 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 right written on them. Like the writing getting smaller and smaller as we've realised we're running out of paper. And then I kind of wander over and see the the good luck bird toing and froing and not really showing much sign of of um, of exit. And then, yeah, come down to the to the main deck where everyone is arguing and fretting. And the target number that you have to pass for this is 11. I will also support you for an extra D6. Yes, and I will support you for the same, I suppose. You must have some bonds with me. Call on a bond with me. That's a good point. Get a D8. I, I do yeah, I mean a... the same if you want to. I only have one actually, so I'm make, we've got quite a dice ball here and a d10. So I think I'm that's fair. Like that. Fingers um, crossed. Although I kind of feel like narratively, I might spend a divine favor with Athena for her wisdom. Nice. To see True. what she would think to do in this situation, because at this point it, it does seem a bit hopeless, and it's hard for me to come up with a reason for people to be thinking uh, so um, could I uh, <laughs> mechanically you can if this doesn't work could I instead of addressing the crew directly can I address Athena and ask for, for wisdom like for a sign absolutely yeah so if I rolled that pool as a call to Athena yes and uh, so are you calling on a bond with Athena? Um, a divine favor. A divine favor. Cool. And um, I think that for you will also, because Athena is watching over this contest with great interest, you can also add a d6 to your pool mm. for advantage. Athena is involved in this then. Yeah. Think. Watching with great interest. That was interesting. Cool. I'm gonna roll this big old, big old dice ball here. Okay, what have we got here? And the number was eleven. Yes. That is a twelve. Oh my god. You can shop from anywhere, doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. 
As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. How does Hemboculus solve this um, rationing problem? Does he divide the rations fairly between everyone? Does he favour certain people? Or what does he do? Can I... Do I get a sign from Athena? Like, when, when I kind of address her, does she give me a sign? You see Chefocles in the corner of the, <laughs> of the, of the ship um, using some scales to weigh out like the remaining ingredients that he has and for a second the scales are completely even and you get that same strange fast motion slow motion feeling at the very millisecond that the scales are totally even and then you flash back okay so I'm gonna now stand up uh, somewhere prominent at the front of the ship where I can address the, the rowers and say there is no hierarchy in life, in the gods' eyes, we are all but one. And while I may be steering the ship, while we each have our own roles, we all deserve to eat, we all deserve to survive. So there will be no favoritism. I will not be having any more food than anyone else. The rowers, the navigators, everyone is going to share equally. And what we may have to do is eat minimally to try and make sure these rations last out longer. But the gods have spoken to me, I believe, and I feel we are doing the right thing. We are doing the work of the gods, and we will get through this together. I think despite the fact that a lot of people are hungry and tired and scared, um, worried that they'll never get out of this maze, I think one of the sailors starts a very like gentle clap, and then um, a round of applause sort of slowly ripples through the rest of the sailors, and they they are very happy with the decision that you've come to. Thank you, Athena. Surely there can only be a finite amount of maze. Yeah, I, I think Calliope's gonna climb down from the mast, and she hasn't slept for weeks now I guess at this one like you know days at a time she'll go without sleeping and then she'll kind of crash and then she'll wake up again because she's constantly trying to work Aristides and Aristides is also quite tired and kind of like it's on her shoulder but like it's a very exhausted bed and they're gonna look at you both and say we probably can't avoid danger forever and Himbocules if what 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 sign did you you get? What what did you, what god do you think is speaking to you? Well, I asked Athena for her wisdom, and and she showed me equality, balanced scales, and so perhaps, perhaps, I, I don't know. Athena is not a god with which I am very familiar, um, a goddess. But I wonder if we're currently out of balance because Aristides is helping us avoid all of the danger. We're constantly turning one way, essentially, and perhaps we need to go into the danger in order to move forward. We need the dark and the light, the danger and the safety. We need to balance it somehow. I mean, a little bit of danger would liven things up a little bit around him. Especially if it was edible danger. True. I have never eaten Kraken, but I would try it. I mean, I, I like calamari, so. <laughs> okay. I like that. I say, yes, steer us to the next foe and we shall see what happens. All right. So how are you, how are you going to do this? Go the other way of the Aristides is telling us the... Yeah, I'm gonna ki- give him a little kiss is. on the head because um, he's he's a real tired bird, um, and I'm gonna kind of then uh, kind of click my fingers at him, launch him into the sky, and, and wait for him to come back, and yeah, and then when like I, I think like the different, I would definitely have had a rag for for escape because I think Calliope has been caught before and has needed Aristides to tell like him the way out, but like I've got like escape, treasures, danger, people. And I think like the danger cloth is black, um, treasures is like yellow, escape is blue, and people is um, maybe red. And when Aristides comes back, like he picks the the black cloth for whichever way is where danger is. 
Absolutely, and uh, and we steer that way. Yeah, you you forge onwards, and as you are um, anxiously watching for Aristides, you also notice that the scratches in the walls are perhaps not as random as you thought, or perhaps um, they are scratches concealing writing that was written there or carved into the walls long, long ago. And uh, you can't you can't read the the names as they're barely visible, but they do seem to be like a more ancient form of the same language that you speak. So if you would like, you can do a contest of craft and reason to see if you can decipher what is written on the walls. I want to I want to give that a go. Alrighty. Um, you have my support, of course. Thank you. Is that uh, y- yeah? What what size of dice am I taking? Are you taking a? Is it this? I, do I hand over a, do- a domain die then a six? Thank you. Um, I can also help um, by um, if you need to get close to the wall, I can like stand on the other side of a plank that you can walk out. <laughs> That's and I'm, so I'm good. Well versed in scribery as a bard, so <laughs> describery. Um, um, so yeah, you could take my domain dice, which would be six as well. Unfortunately, you, you have to beat a fourteen for this one. Oh jeez. Okay. Well, let's roll and see how we do, and then I might call on some divine favor. Do, do you have enough d8s? Because you need d8s. You I need have d8. a d8 and a d10 for craft and reason. A d8 oh, nice. for my name, and then three d6s. So I think. I could theoretically get it, maybe. If you want to call on a, if you want to call on a bond, I have a D8 name dying. Ooh, yeah, I'll call on a bond with you. Yeah, because um, those D6s aren't going to help very much. Yeah. Okay. We, we shall make it through, no doubt. Uh, oh, 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 oh! I got an eight. I, I like the first thing was I got two ones and two twos, <laughs> so that was great. Um, but then I did get an eight on one of the d8s, and I got a five on the other, which is thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I am going to call on divine favor for a god. Um, Who've you got? And yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thinking like I've got Hermes, Artemis, Ares, and Hephaestus. So I think I'm going to say Hephaestus. Nice. Um, Hephaestus sure. is ingenuity, and I got a three, so that's. 8 plus 5 is 13, plus 3 is 16. Fabulous. So you've got 14 glory to your name now. Woo! And you manage to decipher some of the some of the words that are scratched into the walls. And you do, and uh, you realise that these aren't verbs or adjectives or sentences or anything. They are names. Ooh. And Proper nouns. from that excellent role, you can surmise that Perhaps these are the people who were lost in the maze and never got out. Jeez. Okay, so I'm gonna. Okay, the others will say. Okay, so Lord Festos is being as cheerful as he ever is. I mean, I also would be pretty sad if my mother had thrown me in from Mount Olympus and then, you know, my wife cheated on me constantly and openly in a way that even humans knew. But anyway, cheerful as ever. These are the names of everyone who's ever been lost in the labyrinth. We've been sailing for weeks. That is weeks, weeks of names. So um, not feeling great about that. Also, uh, when Himbocules said that he'd heard from Athena, I remembered one of the greatest philosophers from the songs and the stories is, is Daedalus. He created a, a labyrinth in, in, in which was kept the, the, the Minotaur and he was the grandson of Athena. Um, but 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 drew, drew her curse upon him after uh, killing his nephew, I think, um, because his nephew was more favoured than Athena and, and and had more more gifts of wits. Anyway, the point is, Athena is the goddess of wisdom. Daedalus was her grandson and therefore had superhuman intelligence and ability to create a labyrinth. And then with the labyrinth, you know, I, it's. Honestly, all I really got from this is I feel significantly more hopeless than I felt before, and I was pretty hungry before. Like, instead of hungry anger, it's like hungry despair, like Hesper, instead of anger. <laughs> like. <laughs> and you can also tell from the, the names that you've deciphered, they very much follow the formula of the names of heroes. So you see names like Agathon the Bloody-Minded, Pantheris the War Leader, Calantha the Hot-Headed, Zendra the Pure-Hearted, Lycos the Forge Master. These are... The- so it's not just normal people, it's specifically... It's specifically heroes who've got lost. It's 
yeah so Calliope's gotta look at the answer oh and also um not just regular people like heroes like people who had the aid and blessing of the gods so I think we're doomed um that's 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 my takeaway from this do we think there's any chance there could be doors under the water I mean is there anything below the water that we haven't been seeing Himbo we've been looking Kili's up but we haven't looked down. Can you swim? He yes. Must be. Yes. I'm, yes. Yeah, you're a strong Put swimmer. Put rope around you. Dive in. I feel like that's a really good idea, Himbercules. That's really smart. Himbercules grabs a rope and just jumps. Cool. <laughs> just oh, without God. even okay, cool. undressing. <laughs> Calliope catches the rope as it slides over the edge and like kind of braces his feet against the side of the deck because Himbercules, I imagine, is a real big boy. Um, and, and just like tries to like... Kante's just going to rush to the slack that is behind Calliope and tie it to a post. Thank you. All right. Himbercules dives into the water and gradually uh, ties a little knot around his waist. Alright, give me a roll of uh, blood and valour to see see how this goes. <laughs> that was a, a slightly foreboding <laughs> way of see saying See how this goes. I'll support um, you. Take a d8 from me. Cool, thank you. Alright, the number you have to beat for this blood and valour contest is 11. 11. Oh, cool. Should be doable. Yeah, it should be more than enough. Touch with fingers crossed. Let's give it a go. Hold my breath. Dive in. You said 11. Yeah. That's 14. Fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So you get 11 glory. Oh, oh, oh. And. Oh, that tips me over my um, name die. So I'm now a D8 name die. Oh, hell yeah. Congratulations. And so, unfortunately, there is no net gain for this um, action because as you dive down, you just see silt and the like the bottom of the of the ocean you don't see any anything in particular is the water going forwards and backwards clearer than the mist of sea yeah, is there like a current or something i think it's pretty stagnant unfortunately and you you're kind of fighting your way through dead bodies and bones and all sorts of disgusting things. So you manage to make your way safely back to the boat and you do not contract any diseases from the horrible water and you do not drown in the water. So that is what success looks like in oh, this yeah. case, unfortunately. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I don't know what else we can do because we've succeeded on the last three challenges. Yeah. But we're lost forever and we're not making any progress. So I'm wondering, is there some mechanical thing that we can we or should be doing? We still haven't found any danger. We went the danger way and haven't seen any. Well, you have, y yeah, you've only, you've only just done that and, um, sorry, kind of. Ah, so the danger is The danger is approaching. So you are getting there. <laughs> so don't worry. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I say, let's just steer into the danger. It's about all we can do. Um, this is fine. If there's danger, it's something to find other than walls. I um, also think which is good. Himbocules has got to be doing full-on Baywatch special, having just got out of that like water, because despite how gross the water is, Himbocules is very handsome and is now covered in seawater. And probably <laughs> it's just like, there's a few crew members of various genders who are just like, you know, yeah. Calliope just like kind of tips their jaws back up again with like the back of her finger. <laughs> yeah, the success of the Blood and Valor role for that is that everyone thinks Himbocules looks super hot emerging from this gross water. Brimey. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like... <laughs> Silty. Swinging his hair back and forth to dry it out, and his his uh, curls bounce bounce back into shape. Ah, Fabulous. Amazing. So, and also the day is coming to an end, so you retire to your respective quarters for the evening. And as Calliope is um, drifting off to sleep, snatching a rare moment of rest while um, Aristides is uh, taking point, you hear a whisper in your ear and it's similar to the um, the blue flames that you encountered in the previous island. It's like thousands and thousands of whispers are happening at once. Is it my girlfriend? Is it my goth girlfriend? Sadly, no. Oh. Heartbreaking. But, um, <laughs> my heart <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh. Truly heartbreaking. <laughs> but, Emotional rollercoaster. 
but the voices coalesced into a single voice. It sounds strong, it sounds heroic, it sounds it sounds as though it is battling against hardship and the voices say Avengers set our bones to rest and then silence normal stuff Jesus okay uh I mean, we can't do a funeral for all of these corpses. There's been like weeks of corpses. We can't go back and troll the corpses. That's not a thing that we can do. Oh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Maybe there's some more obvious bones near the middle. (laughs) I I don't think we need to to set them to rest. I think we need to find out whatever's at the heart of this labyrinth. Yeah. Avenge them. Yeah, I, I mean, Calliope's not gonna sleep after that. I, I think that, like, he really considers, like, going to wake up Himbercules and, like, tell him immediately. Um, and then he, like, I think maybe, like, he peers through the door and Himbercules looks so sweet <laughs> sleeping that Calliope's like, fuck it, I'll, I'll tell him tomorrow, like, and then just, like, sits up, like, whittling, um, like, with, with his knives and just, um, I think probably, like, like maybe whistling like um, kind of figures or something that somehow represents like the people who've been lost because he's thinking about them so like he just sits up all night making like little wooden kind of heroes nice Kante is going to be sitting up still as well just practicing just just practicing the Akaros song really <laughs> and uh, is going to is going to essentially say to Calliope would Perhaps steering towards the siren song lead us somewhere? Maybe. I mean, now we've made the decision to steer into danger, whatever that danger is. Yes, it sounds like a bad idea, but that siren song is coming from somewhere. Yeah. No, I mean, I... It's as good as an idea as any. Really, our only point of reference. Worst comes to the worst, we stick some wax in our ears and get lashed to the mast. That was what Odysseus did because he wanted to hear what they would promise him. So he had his sailors tie them to the mast, but he didn't put wax in his ears. But everyone else put wax in their ears. I'm a big reader. Play this Akaros song really loudly and. Yeah. I mean, hey, listen. You have the favor of both Aphrodite and Dionysus. If anyone could outsing a siren. I wouldn't put it past you. You have a very loud mouth. Cheers, I suppose. Um, yes. Um, perhaps that might be the way to begin navigating. But you know, Kante, if this is the last island that we go to before we end our journey, we've got to let him Hercules take the stage. I... I I like the I idea of people singing songs about me, but I don't wanna I don't wanna be a hero. I don't want that much attention. We need Himbercules to be the center of this legend. I mean look, we're our own leaders, but Himbercules is the leader of the whole ship. And honestly, there are worse princes. Well Yes, that's true. There are certainly worse princes. It's not a high bar. <laughs> but uh it's a bar surpassed nonetheless but if he ruled Crete I would be okay with that hey one ruler is one ruler is the same as the next as far as I'm concerned but it would be good to have somebody who's a little less obnoxious in charge (sighs) alright keep whittling my little wooden heroes alright I'm gonna start directing the ship to turn towards the siren song excellent so um, as you either sit up through the night or sleep through the night, morning eventually comes and the sort of pale grey, sickly light of the sun streams between the obsidian walls and the ship makes one final turn following Kante's directions and also following the danger that Aristides is pointing out. And you suddenly see that you are coming into a a huge sort of arena. Uh, flooded arena? Yes, there is a flooded section at the front and there is a dock straight ahead of you and various stone platforms um, of different heights 
And on the highest platform, there is the siren, radiant, golden-haired, singing a song in this ancient language that you half understand. And on the lowest platform is this huge, burly, massive warrior, twice the size of Himbocules, wearing armor of bones, and on his head is a helmet made of the skull of a bull. And that's where we're going to end our episode. Oh Oh my god. Thank you so much for listening to Realms of Peril and Glory. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you to our wonderful players as well. Um, So Ella, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at GEJWatts, where I post about all sorts of things, mostly my work and being gay. Speaking of my work, if you want to know more about it, then Doctor Who Redacted is a Doctor Who audio drama that is very gay and very trans uh, that is now available worldwide on all podcatchers, which means that you can listen to it on the same app that you're using to listen to Realms of Peril and Glory right now. Uh, Check that out if you'd like to. If you want to check out more of my work, there's a free app called Zombies Run, which you can download. It's an interactive audio drama and fitness gaming app. I think it's pretty cool. I'm a voice director there. And finally, if you enjoy my approach to tabletop gaming, then you can check out the tabletop game I made called Upriver Downriver. Upriver Downriver is a game about rebuilding peace in the ruins of war, but it's also about being gay on a boat. Uh, It's a fun time. And if you want to order that book, either as a PDF or in a hard copy, then sign up to MacGuffin and Company's uh, newsletter, which is on their website. And you will be kind of alerted first when those books are available to pre-order and indeed just to buy, which should be pretty cool. It's going to be towards the end of this year, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, Yeah, that's me. Thank you. Wonderful. And James? You can find me on Twitter uh, at BarbarossaPhone, though you probably shouldn't. And the best way to support the show is to join the Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash lightandtragic and get all sorts of great behind-the-scenes content for this series in particular, the Agon Admin uh, sort of epilogue sections that we've been doing between episodes. Which are really good. Yeah, all things that await you. They continue the story and... and Yeah, all the richest character development happens in those. Fabulous. And Headley, what would you like to plug? I am the director and producer and co-founder of We Fix Space Junk, which is a sci-fi sitcom, um, which is very funny and very heartwarming at points and I recommend you try it out we fix space junk you can find me on twitter and instagram at maddie underscore abstract where there are links to all the various things that I do including uh, the actual play podcast chapter in multiverse from rusty quill uh, which includes me as GM and Pip Gladwin as one of our wonderful players in our very first campaign masks and you can follow Realms of Peril and Glory on Twitter as well and on Instagram and Facebook at RealmsPod. And you can click the link in the description to find some RPG merch as well. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.